Real Deal Talk, ladies and gentlemen, and we're here today. I've been trying to get this woman in here for like months and months and months, and it's like I'd have an easier time getting the president in here, I think. (laughs) Zandra, ladies and gentlemen, of Team Z Realty. Now, you own that company, right? I do. Okay. This woman is a boss in the real estate market, in the real estate industry, ladies and gentlemen. This is why it was so hard to get her in here because she's closing so many deals. She doesn't have a she doesn't have a spare second to share what she's doing and how she's done and where she's come from. But we got her. Zandra in the house. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in today. So we're gonna get into a lot of stuff today. You guys know how we do it. We're gonna we're gonna dig into her backstory. All right. Everybody uh, that either works with her organization, her team, know they think they know her. But after today and this interview, they're gonna really know her. And uh, our goal here is to make sure that they know that Yes, Zandra has paid her dues as well, right? That's right. right. I mean, that's why Chris is here. He knew she was coming in. That's right. He knew the he knew the real queen was coming the in. The real queen bee was coming <laughs> in. We brought in we brought in the best, Chris. He couldn't miss it. All right. So first, though, let's give a quick word from our sponsors. Because and first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, let me thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, for watching uh, Real Deal Talk over the last year. Uh, we, we started filming roughly about a year ago. Um, the feedback that I've been getting has been absolutely just so humbling, so amazing. I'm so appreciative of everybody. Everywhere I go, they're telling me they love the show. Uh, but if you love the show that much and you want to support it financially, uh, Real Deal Sleep, uh, my other company, is paying the bills around here. So realdealsleep.com, go to the website, book an appointment. Uh, we specialize in next-level sleep systems, which is how Zandra and I met because Jesse Wright referred you to me and you got one of my next level zero gravity vibrating sleep systems. I sleep on a cloud. She sleeps on a cloud, ladies and gentlemen. She just told me her five, was it five-year-old daughter? Yes. So she got the split sleep system, which you guys hear me talk about a lot. And if you're a couple uh, in, in a, or a significant other, you, you want to go with a split, right? Because mm-hmm. then you get your own customization. And apparently your your kid loves the crack in the middle of the bed. She loves the crack. She loves it. Can't <laughs> like get her out of there. Being back in the womb. <laughs> so so if you've got kids, it's also great for them to play in the crack. Where are we going with this? I don't, I don't know. If this we'll is, leave it at that. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to sell beds or not. Anyway, real deal sleep, paying the bills, support us. We love you. Thank you. And back to Xandra. Okay, Xandra, now here's... Let's dig in here, all right? Um, First and foremost, how long have you been in San Diego? I've been in San Diego since I was six, so 38 now. You're 38? Wow. 38, yes. You look like you're 24 I'll take that all day long. It's the islander in me. Yes. Um, (laughs) All right, so where were you born, though? In Guam. Oh, Guam. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Yeah, so I'm a military brat. Yes. Um, my dad served 26 years in the Navy. So born in Guam, raised in Hawaii for seven years of my life, and then got here in 1991. And so... Um are you full Guam? What is it called? Guamanian? What do you call it? it yes. Yeah, so Chamorro. So my dad is full Chamorro, which is um, of descent, born there, yeah. of blood um, and lineage. And um, my mom is white. So I'm half uh, white and half Chamorro. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I have even heard of this term- terminology, the Chamorro. Chamorro, yes. I was just at uh, Javier's pack 
past weekend and we had the, the Chamorros. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Yes. Or ch- churro. <laughs> well, that's good too. But that's no, good. we're not, you know, sprinkled in cinnamon and sugar, but we could be. Um, Chamorro is, of again, of descent yeah. and um, bl- bloodline. And then there's what you know as Guamanian, which is you could be raised there, but ah. you don't have the bloodline. So most people do say I'm Guamanian as well. So, um, you know, whether you speak the language or not. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I can I, give you I, a whole I, history. I'm yeah, calm. I learned something right there. That's incredible. <laughs> All right, so that's funny because I actually came here in 91 as well. So mm-hmm. we arrived here at the exact same time. Interesting. My husband, the same thing too, 1991. No I guess way. that was a year of travel to San Diego. <laughs> wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, okay, so then eight, so that was about six, seven years old when uh-huh. you got here, right? Yes. All right, how how were your parents? Uh, good, good. Uh, how was the household, brother, sisters? Give me some scenarios about childhood. Well, you know what? That actually is the whole foundation of who I am today. It was what I didn't have. You know, I am a woman that my mother was not, which is not a negative thing. It's like learn and grow, right? Yep. So I recognize um, our roots were strong, but when you have a parent who is gone seven years, nine months at a time, I respect my mom more than ever now. Before growing up, it was more of like, why couldn't she be this? Why doesn't she do that? But she was a single married parent. So it's really, you know, the foundation of who I am today and why I am the wife that I am, the mother that I am, the friend, the sister, the daughter. Uh, But my mom raised three children pretty much by herself because my dad was serving our country. And um, a lot of travel, a lot of uh, days waiting for a letter to come in the mail from my dad just to hear from him, right? So it was, I had both parents who loved me, encouraged me and wanted the best for me, but they also didn't know how to be the parent. And so a lot of what I do even till today on teaching my children, the number one thing I say is who's going to do it for you and mm-hmm. who's not going to do it for you. You have a chance and you have a choice. And even my five-year-old will tell you when she's in that hard moment of, I can't do it. And she almost, you know, doesn't want to try. I tell her, Zadie, who's going to do it? I am. Who's not going to do it? Other people. And it sounds really harsh, but it's a strong foundation that who I am today to rely on people when you really need them, not just because you want to. I love that. Now, and I love what you said, that terminology, a single married parent. Yes. Which makes sense because the military life, right? I was in the military. That's how actually how I got here was the Navy. I didn't have a family then, but mm-hmm. so to your point, um, mom, because dad was always gone. Just, that's always just the way gone. it is. Yes. Wow. Okay, so talk to me about, because you had said that, like, what was her, like, how she raised you or in the house? What lessons did you, because I know you said what either not to do or how you raise your children. Yes. How was mom even, like, how did she handle that? Well, it was more of like, you know, love my mom to death. And now more than ever, we have the best relationship. I actually just took her to a, a eight-day cruise last week to oh, Alaska. Wow. Um, and it was a really nice moment to just kind of relive what we didn't, you know, as children that we can now do as adults. But my mom, she just came from a broken family just you know parents were there but then not there she lost her mother when she was young Mm -hmm. and her father was you know an abusive father in many ways and so it was something that restricted her to be able to see that she had so much more growth potential because she didn't have the love to see it herself and you know I'm all about being independent but also codependent i love being independent but i love taking care of other people Mm. so kind of being interdependent is what i try to actually have everyone in my circle my realm to try to figure out like where do you fit 
where you feel like you can do it, but sometimes when you don't want to, it's okay to rely on other people. So even today, my mom, you know, is going into her her late 50s. She is still trying to figure out, Z, you're always telling me how can I be interdependent where I can still rely on people but not feel bad to do so. And so with your, um, you said you have so much more respect for her now, which is how it goes with, with, with our parents right it always does yeah like we can't we're, we're just a pain in the ass when we're younger right mm-hmm. but then later oh wow we really appreciate them now so talk to me like when when you're going through that were you like um expressing anger at all like with the way things were like dad's not around and blah 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 like you said you, now now respect what about when you were a kid did you well it's again it's my whole framework and yeah. how i do life i i have a I've had no other choice but to be strong. I've had no other choice but to just get it together. And where some people, when they start to hear my everyday and what I do, I am absolutely infamously known for being um, super my time management, calendaring, right? Being able to time block and do so much where when my girlfriends say, what'd you do today? And we kind of go back and forth. They're like, don't tell my husband how much you did because I get so much done. And it's also why, you know, with all due respect, it was hard to get me in here because I do have pre-commitments and, you know, obviously family comes first. Um, Having three children, three different schools, all, uh, you know, in before 8 a.m. So it was a little difficult. But with that being said, um, I do love and respect my mom even more now because when I tell you I didn't have a choice, it's because, again, either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Um, I've been super mature. I've been driving since I was 13. My mom actually handed me the keys. I would take my older brother, who's two years older than me, to school every day. And if I didn't have the family van, I would walk almost a mile and a half every day to school. And that was from a young age, you know, and where some people say, well, you know, that's unfortunate and too bad your mom, this or that. No, you know, my mom just growing up, she had um, a gambling addiction, Mm. um, but it was that quick fix that, okay, if I just give a little bit, I can get a lot and then our family will have more. Well, now I'm quite the opposite. I do the work and I expect the blessings, but I don't wait for them. I know that they're coming. Right. When yeah, I think yeah. about karma, karma isn't the bad that is going to happen to somebody else. It's the good that I'm waiting for. Right. And that's just kind of like my framework on how I even work. It's like I do good no matter whatever my result is going to be. So when I think of my mom, I think of who she wasn't, but who she could have been if she had the right support. So that's exactly what my leadership is all revolved around is having the right support. I'm not going to tell you what you want to do. You need to tell me what you want to do, and I'm going to help you through that. And so whether it's business, whether it's family, my children, um, my marriage and friendship, it's just that's a framework. What do you need and how can I complement your life? Love this. Now, um, now you mentioned the gambling thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a thing? Like, Because I remember on my, my wife's uh, Laotian. Mm-hmm. And all the guys were gamblers. Yeah. Like, what is it with the, the Guamanians and the, 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 the I, I don't know. I, Asians, I feel like, the- it, you know what? I, I feel like, again, it's not an excuse because I'm definitely not an enabler. Like, yeah. you would know. Xandra is not an enabler whatsoever. But it's all she knew because that's where her comfort was. That was where she felt that she could thrive. So it was... To survive, she had to thrive. And so when I think of my mom sitting at, you know, a machine, even being on the cruise last week, it was like, let's walk through it, you know, where we actually encouraged her, here's 20 bucks, go for it. And then to see how fast the $20 left, yeah. it was, I was like, oh my God, like, thank God. I, I it, 
that's a minute of my time type deal and not to be egotistic but I was like I could never imagine because I've worked so hard for what I have I cannot just let it go that easily and I'm all about risk but I because again of my parents and my my mom specifically and that challenge of addiction that she had I will not do it even playing card games I I will not do it it's it just it gives me fear it gives me so much PTSD if I think about it wow it does it was it was a moment of like is mom gonna wake up because she was out so late do I have a ride to school it's like trauma Wow. But it's a good trauma yeah. because it taught me what you I had didn't to make want to be. Yeah, it's it's just what it com, com, comes down to. And, and the the best thing that you're, not the best thing, but one of the greatest things you're saying today over and over and over is you just got to get it done. Yeah. Because, you know, I, uh, I tell this to my daughter all the time. She's like, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. You can do this. Yeah. You got it. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do yeah. it. You have a chance. You have a choice. That's exactly how I lead every decision I make and, I love that. and how I raise my children. I love it because... There are times where every single day, I know that you can identify with this. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that you have to do that you don't want to do. Every minute every of freaking my life. day. Yes. Like things that I got. I'm like, I don't want to do this, but mm-hmm. I got to get it done. Mm-hmm. There's just, we have no choice. Got to get it done. And you know, I, I'm that mom that says, okay, you, you do know that I'm not going to be here forever. Right. right? Yes, I yes. mean, it's the reality. Some people are like, dang, you're like, you just go for it. I'm not going to set my children up for, for failure, right. right? I'm all about setting you up for success. One day you're going to be here and you're going to say, I remember what my mom was talking about and now I understand. Where see, that's a positive influence where for me, I now understand why my mom didn't do what she did. That was a negative influence mm. and it made me the best person I am today. But my goal is for my children and, and their children to learn from me in a positive way to continue to move the needle forward. I had to take three steps back to figure out where I was and what I was doing to just take that one step forward. But if I can already have 10 steps ahead for my children's children, then there's no way that they're going to be in a life of poverty again. And, and because um, at the end of the day, like you just said it, I, and I tell this to my daughter as well, same thing, like I'm like, Jacqueline, someday life's gonna be really hard. This is really easy right now. Mm-hmm. Someday things are gonna be really, really hard and you're gonna understand why I'm telling you, you gotta get get this done. Every day right? I tell my children, you do know the life you live today is not the life you're gonna yeah. live as an adult. Because it's not going to be this way. This is fantasy land. There, and you know what? I I'm going to put a bet on what age they're going to discover that, and not as a negative, but as a okay, they got it. The light bulb finally yeah. turned on. Mom and dad made it really easy to have a really great life. And what age are you thinking that they're going to come to this reality? <laughs> <laughs> well, my middle child, who I'm also middle child, is my son, and he is the death of me. He is my challenger oh, every gosh. day. How old um, is he? He's he just turned eleven. He just he just turned eleven, and I say that because you're it's, like, yeah, you're... oh my goodness, he just loves to challenge me. And um, but I I'm finding my strength in the struggle is what I can say. Um, my daughter, she just turned fourteen last month as well. She she gets it. She's starting to really like, aha, uh-huh, uh, which is really exciting for me because that was the age I was forced to get it. Mm. And now she understands it because mom's guiding her. Mom's giving her the map to to understand, okay, this is not going to be an easy road. It's going to be worth it, but discover yourself. She just actually experienced her first, um, she's an athlete and she plays club soccer. She just experienced her first official um, injury mm. and she was devastated. And for me, I was very excited that she saw like, whoa, it took one thing to change the trajectory of where you think you're going. Wow. That's life. Yes. It just takes one little thing. It was one little 
bend of an ankle and she thought her literally her 14 year old life was over and so these are the lessons again that i'm teaching her hey guess what you're 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 going to come back stronger than ever why because you're determined this is how i know my children will be successful because they're given the framework to understand discover yourself discover that there's going to be hardships no, I'm going to be here. And if I'm not here, somebody else who's influenced by me will be here to support you. But you still got to take the wheel, right? You just got to keep taking the wheel and keep going. And I can't believe you mentioned the, the and I have, I have goosebumps. I can't, I keep getting goosebumps because you keep saying stuff that I'm like, like right here with you on right. raising children. Like my daughter had a little, um, something happened with it because she's a phenom. She's a marvel of evolution for, with her athleticism. Yeah. So she's never had any setbacks. All of a sudden something happened. I'm like, see? Um, and I was actually thankful. Like finally she has a little bit of a setback. I'm like, baby, you're an athlete. Yeah. Injuries are gonna happen. You're gonna have injuries for the rest of, I don't wanna speak this over you, but right. you're gonna have them. And you're a real athlete now. Yes. That's literally what I told her. You got your first injury, yes. welcome to being a real Correct. athlete. <laughs> and then you gotta, that's when you build character. Yes. And heal, rest, right. it's humbling, right? So the, good. the really, <clears throat> really coincidental thing that happened was the day she got hurt was the day I signed her up for the gym because she said, mom, I want to go in more. I want to get more stability down. And then she hurt her ankle. Like literally she's in a boot right now. So, but it's been a week and she's just like, okay, should I take the boot off yet? I'm like, you have to discover, mm. do you feel good or do you feel okay? You need to feel great because it's your confidence now. Right. Your confidence is what has been deterred and I need you to build that confidence back in your yep. ability to become your better version. And 100%. Now, was it a bad twist? Like, did she tear ligaments? Was it black and blue? It wasn't. So I'm the type that I won't just straight take you to the to the doctors. I need you to fill your body first and figure out, you know, we did the Epsom salt bath. We, we've been doing the stretching. She got her massaged by a holistic uh, masseuse. So it went. It healed pretty quickly, but she just stepped on it yesterday to see how would I feel. And she actually said, okay, like I feel good. So I'm going to give it another week. And if it's still bothering her, I'm that mom that then I'll take her in. I mm. might do extra damage, but hey, you know what? She's, she's living through it. Yeah, because listen. I'm not putting her straight in a cast. No, no. It's, it's not broken. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm that mom right now. Because this is a, <laughs> this is a parallel to life. Right. You know, when things are happening and going wrong, you got to right. get, you, you, you got to get through it. Right. And you can't always run to the, because you know what the doctor's going to do, mm -hmm. right? Anyway, we won't go into that too yeah, much. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about, give me, let's go back to childhood. You said, yeah. um, give me some more dynamic of the, what, what, what was the relationship with the dad when he came back? How was it? Oh, my what, dad's what my it? hero. My oh, dad's my okay. entire life. Yeah. Wow. No, my, my dad is my everything. My mom. Yes. Okay. I'm, you know, you have a favorite, favorite parent, yes. sibling, child, whatever may be. Right. Um, my dad just really instilled in me that at the end of the day, our choice is our future, right? And he is just my backbone. My dad is the love of my life. He is why I never change my last name again. I'm that female that says, you know, and my husband's okay with it. We're on 19 years. My dad gave me life, not my husband. So my last name is my dad's name and okay. it will forever be. It will forever be. And my husband's okay with it because he understands how important my dad is. But, um, you know, my dad is the reason why I am the entrepreneur I am today you know he um, I was helping him answer phone calls at seven uh, your age of seven um, with Amway they would call Amway. yeah Amway I would door knock and I would sell the shit out of everything I had in a magazine like I am who I am because of my dad yeah which is so interesting mm-hmm 
By the way, the last name thing. Ooh, wow. Okay, we're on a little bit of a... That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. It's okay. It'll always be that way. (laughs) It is a thing. It will never change. But I love that your husband... uh, Because I'm sure you discussed that immediately when you first met. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, first it came to when I first got my license. So I got married in 2006. Um, and so, um, it came down to when I got my license as well, it would have been too much. It would have been more work than I needed to, to go in and change my license and all the other stuff that came in. That's my excuse is what I'll use. So you can keep, this this is Spencer. Spencer I'm I'm, I'm doing a Spencer right now. Um, (laughs) and so it was just easier to keep my last name and I'm just going to stick with it. But the initials the same, it's you. So it still works. It's, it just, it is what it is. Here we go. Don't even, don't even waste time on it. Don't even go. He's fine. He's secure. He right. has me. That's all that He's matters. Secure. I got married in 07 too. Did by you? The way. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're right. We're right. We're yeah. right there. <laughs> all right. So um, now, what's interesting here is that your your dad was your or is your hero. Oh yeah. But you spent the least amount of time with him growing up. Yeah. Talk to me about how because because right now with our household, mm-hmm. mommy does all the work. I'm here. Well, I run the business. Right. She runs the whole house and the kids. Mm-hmm. She's with them, sports back and forth to five different sports, dance, taekwondo, you name it. Mm-hmm. But when daddy's around, I get all the glory. Yeah. Dad. Right? Right. It sounds like a similar scenario here. Well, so talk to me. Yeah, no, I, I would say, you know, my dad, as much as I, the time I didn't spend with him, those letters were life. They, I, I look forward to it every day, going to my mailbox and waiting for a letter. It wasn't just, you know, ping him or send an email and dad came up on you know on facetime um that those letters meant everything to me and it always started off no boys right always no boys every single time still no boys right and so again it's it comes down to it's who i am and i'll take the judgment all day long it's why i do not rely on anybody including my husband Mm. 90 percent of my household that is run every day i run it and I'm not talking about because I'm in a masculine energy, because mm. if it, if I don't do it, it's not going to be as done as perfectly as I need it to, because there's no such thing as a work-life balance. It's a work-life dynamic. So my dynamic is everyone has everyone's calendar. Even when before we came in here today, I took my husband's call to let him know what's going to happen for this weekend. We are 100% on the same page with communication. Yep. This is not my show. Actually, my life is revol- revolves around my family yeah. and my business, yeah. where it seems like, well, Z's always in control. I'm in control because it's going to be the most efficient way if I just paint the picture. Yeah, be, People can call me controlling all they want, yes. but guess what? I get so much shit done. I get literally four non-negotiable things done every single day. Every I keep, day. I keep getting... 28 things that are non-negotiable, priority, are done every single day. You will never outwork me. Like never, and I'm not talking you, I'm just in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am the 1%. I get shit done every day. And, and so does my family. And you can't, and listen, haters gonna hate, okay? And I have, I have goosebumps again because this is how we run our marriage and our life, the same way. Yeah. Communication, the communication, we're being on the same page. Mm-hmm. Whose roles, right? You have your role that you're phenomenal at. That's why you're doing them, right? right. Running the this, running that. He has his roles. He's mm-hmm. doing what he does best, right? And the communication that you have that you're able to get so much more done. I beg my husband to find a hobby. 
And it almost sounds like he's super boring. No, yeah. he, he, the best thing I could have ever done in my life is to choose my husband. He is the utmost amazing father, 100%. Every single day we're working on the marriage, right? Because yep. you're taking two people and turning them into one. But I could have never chosen a better father to my children. And that's, to me, that's priceless. So yeah. I don't care what you do with any open time that you have. And if it's with the children, I, you can't replace that. It no, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times you can and cannot you know, put the toilet tissue back the right direction. <laughs> we won't go down that You're rabbit right. hole either. <laughs> or, or, or miss the... Because we do not agree on that. Or, or is it over or under, JD? Which one over. is it? It's over. Yes, he thinks it's under. No, that's terrible. You can't do it. No. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, though. That's, that's a major problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now well, we, now I we have I can tr- choose my battles, that's for sure. Or when we miss the hamper with the dirty clothes. Oh no, he's a he's a fanatic about that. He's good. He oh. actually, I haven't I haven't done laundry in four years. Oh really? Yeah. No, I actually just did this weekend. We did twelve loads of laundry together just to get through the kids what they do want and don't want this weekend. So <laughs> I can restart my clock that it's it's now not been four years. Since oh I've done my laundry. god, he loves that stuff. And he I'll, does? I'll let him thrive. Hey, exactly. In that. Exactly. Go for it, boo. All yeah, you. Exactly. I will not. I will not fight with you on that one. <laughs> Like, like, like going into like a a supermarket for me. Yeah. If I'm in a supermarket shopping for anything for the family. Yeah. Our family is losing badly because I can't handle it. You don't just Instacart? I have anxiety immediately. No, Rachel does everything. She does all the shopping because she she loves wandering down aisles. Oh, no. She loves it. I'm like, baby, do the stuff, do the stuff online. No, I like shopping. She likes going through. Anyway, like to your point. Yeah. With him doing the laundry. Like I will, I will not touch that yeah i get anxiety she's like can you just switch it from the washer to the dryer he has a specific way the shirt needs to be folded (laughs) and so i'm just like it's we're good that's all you boo are you serious Mm -hmm. how old is he uh he he just turned 40 oh oh, okay there we go yeah so you have to remember like my husband though it's also why i said yes to him was he was the type that ironed his clothes the minute it came out of the dryer and hung everything so, you, you know, opposites attract. I yes. was definitely not that person. I am now, right? Because he obviously does it for me. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it was, it's a good thing. It's the little things that you're like, well, that's, that's weird. It's, but it's actually really good. It's good in our, our everyday dynamic. I, I think what people need to realize when you're in a relationship is it's like a, it's like a business. We mm-hmm. run ours like a business. Communication, right? Number yeah. one. But focus on strengths. Mm-hmm. Focus on strengths and passion, like what you actually love doing and what you're good at. That's what you should be doing in the marriage. And it, right? it, it really is the framework, again, to how every relationship that you have, personal business. I continue to ask him, myself, my team partners, why are you settling for average, mm. right? Where where can you be extraordinary? Yes. And my husband is extraordinary at laundry, as silly as that sounds. He's <laughs> extraordinary in other things too, but yeah. I'm just saying like in general, talking about this subject, you know, most people don't put a emphasis on the little things. The little things that would actually make my life that much more simpler. Mm. I, I, I'm all about the red, yellow, green system. Red is only me. I can do that, right? I am the mom that gets the phone call from the principal from my 11-year-old. That's for sure. Um, I am. It's not my husband. He's <laughs> way too nice about that. I'm like, your mom's on the billboard outside of your school. Can you please not do that? Um, and then you have, you know, just what I will tell you, my husband is absolutely amazing at allowing me to recognize what am I being average at and how mm. can I be extraordinary? And that's everything. That's yeah. how we have to. If your circle is not influencing you in that capacity, you are in the wrong circle. You are really complacent and comfortable. And that's not where I know that success lies. 
And and uh, you you brought up circle. Okay, mm-hmm. so we got we're, we're going to dig in just a tiny bit here. We have to because I, yeah. I preach this a lot. It's like the biggest thing that I preach is it's who you're surrounding yourself with. Absolutely, it's number one most important thing. Right, is who you're surrounding yourself with. Now, what do you do along the way? Like, how do you? For this is for people listening and watching. Yeah. Like people that want to be in a better circle. Mm-hmm. Right, they're like, oh, my circle. They're they're bringing me down, or they're 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 um, they're enabling me. I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. How do people choose their circle, or do they? Well, you have to remember, I'll tell you in the last two years in leadership, I have identified um, the more you shine, the more shadows you cast Mm. all day long. Okay. And my circle is very, very small, not by choice, but by mental capacity. I cannot continue to put myself in a position where someone feels that you're trying to compete against them. You know, Team Z is always about, you think about it, my circle and my team, we all have the same capability. We all have the same license. We all have the same drive. We all have the same focus. If you surround yourself on a team, a team family, right, that lovely word family, that you're all completely competing against each other, you're you're never going to win. So I always tell them, look, at the end of the day, they are your competition. I am your competition. I right. should be your competition because I'm here getting paid some of your, you know, success and I get p- part of that. I should be the one that's pushing you to be better than me, right? Until then, we have work to do. But what I want you to understand when I tell you the more you shine, the more shadows you cast, I'm really trying to say and emphasize the people in your circle, they either have to completely support you. They're either in or they're in your way. And the reason why my circle is small is because I have identified that the only person who can do it is you. The only person who can't do it is you. But no one can do it better than you. Mm. And if my circle does not think that same way, then we're not building anything together. We're just hanging out. I'm not living my last my last few years right yeah and people say well why do you talk like your last days tomorrow because it could be yeah in 2018 when i had my daughter i actually was in the hospital for two weeks i had no baby with me i almost died from postpartum preeclampsia and my my pregnancy was healthy my daughter came on her exact due date of course because remember everything's planned in my life right um and that was when my life changed five years ago this year i could have died and i almost did 22 bags of magnesium pumped through me, felt like a sloth. You tell me where you find your strength when you realize you cannot even pick your head up without the lovely bed. Right. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, without with, pun intended. Without the without remote control. Without the remote control. I need to be in charge of my control. Right? Uh-huh. And I don't care how many people tell me, well, Z's a control freak. No problem. Guess what? I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm getting paid. Yeah. My, my children's lives are being changed because of my decision every single day. My choices are future. My choices are future. My choices are future. If you don't lead by that, then what are you leading yeah. with? Oh, like we got another day to try it, but do yeah. you? Exactly. But do you? So again, it's like one of those things that I can always say, I can go down the rabbit hole, but I always share with the people around me, I am not making this decision to just benefit me. Actually, this decision is being made to benefit us. That's right. And if you can't see that, then we're not supposed to be in this circle. So as long-winded as I can answer that, yeah. my circle is small because not everybody can see that they have to focus ahead of them. 
it's like the carriage, the horse and the carriage, right? If you are focusing on the horse and it's going side, sideways, sideways, so are you. The wagon's going sideways too. But if you focus on the future ahead of you, focus on where you're going, then your blinders are on just like the horse, yep. right? I live my life with blinders. I let people in when I feel like they're worthy of giving me that energy and that time. Um, and at the end of the day, majority of the time I'm doing everything by myself. <laughs> now, And I'm okay with that. <clears throat> so the shadow thing, what do you mean mm-hmm. by sh- casting a shadow? So the more you shine, the more shadows you cast. By nature, we are competitors, Yep. right? And if you allow ego and pride to overtake you and overcome why you're doing what you're doing, you forget the focus, those shadows come out real quick. Mm. You know, for the last two years, real estate hasn't been easy. No. So you got a lot of people are really, really living on, um, I don't want to say borrowed time, but they're doing things in a desperate mode. They're, they're, they're shoveling a lot of dirt over people who should be rising. Mm. They, they surely are. And I, and this is not my circle. And then this is Everybody so they has, can stay up. So they can stay up. They are stepping on a lot of stones that should be final destinations and not stepping stones. There's a lot of bur- bridges being burned. And I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of the leaders in San Diego. Yeah. I have a lot of influence with people who ask me, Z, how do you do it? I don't know. I just do it. I don't have the right answer, but I will tell you, you want to know what leadership is? A leader is a lot of crying, a lot of sobbing, a lot of brokenness, and a lot of rising every single day saying it's going to be better. That is what a leader is. It's a lot of hurt. I've been hurt more than I've ever been in the last two years. Wow. Guess what? I'm okay with it. Nothing is going to stop me other than me being back on the bed that requires the remote. (laughs) That's right. Requires the remote. It I requires love. the remote. Yes. So you know, there's so a lot of leaders the last right two now. Years? What, me, so keep Just, going. You know, a, a lot of um, leaders are going through people that have been in an industry where it seems super easy. Like yeah. everyone and their grandma has a real estate license, and oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. But see, the thing is, is that when you have a demand for a product like a house, yep. and then you don't have the product, and there's still demand you are having to do and say a lot of unethical things. And that also means telling your leader that you're doing the right thing, but you're not until it's discovered. Because again, the truth always comes out, Mm. right? Um, And so when I tell you that, you know, there's a lot of shadows that are cast, it's because there are not a lot of opportunities when you're an entrepreneur to do the right thing because typically most people are in the entrepreneur business to make money. Well, I'm not money influenced. Mm. Like I'm not, right? Right. The money is there. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. Is yep. like everybody thinks that all this money is just raining down on us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can tell you like, you know, not, what is it? Uh, what is it? More money, more problems, Oh, yeah, right? more money, more problems, yeah. <clears throat> everybody, uh, if you don't have problems, you don't got money. Yeah. Like it's that's just what it comes down to. So um, <laughs> shout out to my leaders who are not giving up. Shout out to the people that make it a choice every single day to continue to rise over the bullshit. Um, and a lot of the, there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing right now. Really? Yeah. And so you said the last two years, 
more than ever you've been hurt or whatever. Oh yeah, we've been, wow. because you know, as a leader, you have to remember, like I'm willing to give you everything that I, I know. I'm trying to hyper fast the seven years of bullshit I put myself through. Right. You know, I've lost over almost $200,000 in lessons to be learned. And my goal is that when a partner partners up with me because they're not my employees, they don't work for me, they work with me. Is like, you know, I like to lead with one hand up where I'm pulling us up to the next opportunity, but my other hand is down pulling other people with me. And not not a lot of leaders are that way, right? right. I want my partners to know that I'm in the trenches with you in different elements, right? I'm, no, I'm not door knocking anymore. I'm not. I'm not cold calling four to six hours a day anymore. No, I'm not better than that, but I'm a above that right now because I'm trying to get us to the next level. So in the past two years, like I said, you've had 80% of the agents come in thinking it was super easy to go get a deal and to go collect a a paycheck where then they get into the transaction and they're wondering where the hell is my leader? Mm. The leader's also nowhere to be found because it's been that easy just to collect. I've never stepped out of the trenches. I've always been digging knees deep in this thing called business. I'm not a realtor. It actually offends me when some, so, someone says, oh, you're just a realtor. Oh, you're a realtor? No, I'm a business owner. Yeah. I'm a business owner of multiple businesses. One of them is I help people build financial wealth through real estate. And when people say that line, they've learned from me. Yeah. I help people build financial wealth through real estate. I have always said that line. And I'm not trying to take back the say yes to the address because that yeah. was mine too. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying that I've influenced a lot of people and I'm hoping that the impact I've given to them the past two years has made them realize how much of amazing, can I cuss? Yeah. Fucking leader I am. Yeah. Because I've always put them first before me. I love this. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're going to grab a hole. We're coming back to this. <laughs> I'm I'm rewinding and going back now because okay. I need to get more. I need to get more upbringing with your yeah. dad. Uh, get me some stories with your brothers and sisters. Sure. Like go back to uh, like what memories from your dad coming back. Memories with your mom, your dad. Give me some more stuff from sure. childhood, like elementary. Go all the way back. Yeah. So um, I. <clears throat> I will tell you my upbringing was not the easiest. You know, there wasn't any trauma for the most part, but the lack of, right? The the voidance. I was filling filling void. I felt all the time. I had a boyfriend at the early age of 13 um, and I was with him for six years from 13 to 19. He actually proposed to me on my 19th birthday. Yeah, but you want to know something is because I'm very loyal. I, I If it's not broken, you don't just go replace it. You try to repair it. Um, I went from my first boyfriend who became my first fiance to then meeting my husband in a college course I crashed the wrong course and then I've been with him half my life so 19 years from 19 to 38 so understand that that even those choices came down from the fact that my mom stayed loyal to my dad but I saw a lot of things growing up that you know I know my mom to this day would not be proud of and that my dad would say he's not proud of Uh, but I understand it more than ever being a you know, married for so long and throwing children and and baby children at that because that's what we definitely were. We are a, a group of three children who didn't want to listen. We were um, we just we were independent. We actually had no other choice but to was kind of like we want you to listen to our rules, but there are no rules, but there are no parents, but there are parents. So it was a, a crazy mm-hmm. you know mindset. But um, growing up, my older brother um, actually um, tried to commit suicide when he was thirteen. Wow. 
actually he was 15, I was 13. Um, I remember going into the garage and seeing my brother hanging from one of the, um, I know it's pretty traumatic, but hanging from one of the, um, you know, the desert where it, it tightens it. What are those called? The Oh, the, uh, you're talking about the um, strap, the yeah, tie the, downs? Yes, like the tie, tie downs. downs. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. the minute it moves, it goes tighter, tight, tighter. Yes. Um, I went into the garage and I was 13. My brother was hanging from the raptors from the garage. And I remember, Baywatch, Baywatch. I just told myself, Baywatch. Went and grabbed a ladder. Then I realized, shit, my brother is like, you know, at least 200 pounds. We're islanders, right? I run into the kitchen, grab a knife. I legit cut my brother down. He falls, the ladder tips over, comes back, hits me in the face. I remember this very vividly. I'm over my brother trying to think, Baywatch, Baywatch, okay, one, two, three, breathe. And there's blood everywhere. I'm thinking, where's the blood? It was coming from my nose because the ladder hit my face. So I have all this blood everywhere. And I'm yelling to my little brother at this time. He's only nine. Go outside, go outside, like find somebody. Well, because we were those children who always cried wolf, no one came to help us. We were the children who always screamed outside. We're playing, we're yelling, oh, somebody coming. No one came to help us. I had to also, from that moment, call 911. And finally, I think five minutes in, our neighbor finally was like, are you guys bullshitting again? Are you guys, what are you doing? No, like it's a real emergency. So those are also life lessons I teach my children. Don't you dare go outside and start screaming for help when you don't need help, right? Right. Um, And so long story short, I saved my brother's life, gave him CPR. Um, I got a Sheriff's Meritorious Award when I was 13. It was in the newspaper and everything. Um, And those, again, are are things that are so traumatic, but shaped me to be able, able to even even talk to my 14 year old now if you have something that's bothering you let's yeah. talk about it like it is okay who you are i accept um if this is your best your best is good enough for me and that's how i teach my team like it's okay before i walked in here one of my team partners posted on facebook that she's exhausted and she's she's trying her best i'm just like look your best is good enough yeah these are the moments that you get to look back and say okay like i was struggling but it was a moment that i could measure my growth Keep going, yeah. like keep going, right? Um, so that was very, very, very no, what, what, traumatic. So what did your brother say after that? Did he say what? Why was he? Uh, he said he tried to say that, and actually, it was considered because after that, you have to go into like facility to yeah. see, like you know, mentally where you're at. He was trying to just pretend that he was doing something, and so the crazy thing is that my brother's body, he was, it was, it was getting as you move, it gets tighter and tighter. He could easily, if he wanted to, stand up, but because it was so tight, he he went unconscious so he was trying to just pretend haha attention right you know like on me but it got so tight that it actually choked him so because of that actual like whole you know um investigation they didn't rule it as an attempt of suicide it was an accident because he could have easily just stood up but he it was tight um so he got through all of that um and you know just growing up i will actually share both of my brothers are gay and um my that was very hard for Islander dad. Yeah, to, so you, to, have, to take you have in. older and younger brother. I have right? an older brother; he's two years older. Yep, yep. And then I have my younger brother. Um, because of that, even that trauma, you know, I'm so proud of who they are now. But it took them, and still to this day, I think that they're still trying to discover themselves and that acceptance. But because of my brothers, and we won't go down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole, yeah, because uh, I got a lot of rabbit holes. Um, I truly believe people are born that way. And Ah. I accept it because my little brother tried to fight it for the life of him. And he, you know, he just turned 35 on Saturday and he didn't come out until he was at least, you know, 29. Yeah. 
And that was the year I started my real estate, my career. And so I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I've learned through that. But I am just super proud of my brothers for getting through what they didn't have, which was direction and acceptance. Um, it took my dad quite some time. And again, here you have me talking his, his baby girl, yeah. his middle child, his only girl is he's my hero. But to my brothers, it's still a struggle. You know, they didn't have daddy's love and mommy's love as we all should have. But again, it's my framework. It's how I love my children in three different ways. Um, and I approach every situation the same, you know, framework, but um, a different conversation every time. Now, you did your did your dad not show your brothers as much? You had mentioned something my like older that. Brother. Older yeah, brother. Yeah, he did not accept it whatsoever when he first came out about um, 15 years ago. 15 years, okay. Mm -hmm. And that was gonna be my next question. Yeah. When, when did they come out, at what age? Oh, so my older brother, <laughs> he already knew. We always, we told him he was bi-curious. We told him that he was yeah. confused. Um, he married an amazing man, Dan. Um, they have a beautiful life out in Guam. They He actually oh, wow. went back out there. And he moved, I believe, because of my father as yeah. well. And again, this this is our, our story. And yeah. it's a beautiful story. And um, I'm thankful for it. But uh, my brother, like I said, I just took my, I took my mom, my older brother, my younger brother to Alaska um, last week. Um, we were gone for nine days together. It was a beautiful experience. And so um, in that craziness, uh, what I'm getting to is that eventually um, in 2012, my parents separated. Mm. Um, after almost 30 years together, they separated and it was better. It was better that way. It was kind of like me and your mom are separating. You're like, okay, fine, just do it, right? Just do it. Um, but I, I do believe that, um, you know, there's there could have been different things that happened. Um, and it's also how my husband and I have a stronger relationship now. I've learned from my parents on yep. what to do, what not to do. Um, and my husband lost his father um, back in 2013. And there was 10 years ago as well. Um, and there was, has been a lot of regret. So I believe that uh -huh. is, you know, we, we live our life through regret. Mm. We do. Like we do. And so I encourage everyone is like, what why are you crying? Why aren't you crying over something now? You should be fighting for it. Yeah. Because you're going to find yourself crying over someone versus crying to them. And by regret, you mean like forgive, forgiving someone? Or? Forgiveness. Yeah. Doing, putting your pride aside, just doing what's right by, it's not about being the better person. Everyone says, just be the better person. Why? Be you. Be yeah. what feels right for you, not what should be validated by someone else. You know, and it's it's one of those things that I I'm thankful for because um, I don't have a lot of regret in my life. Right, I don't either. I legit don't. Right. I, I when people say, "What do you regret not doing?" <laughs> I'm not better than you, but I take risk. There is reward in risk, and there is no reward in regret. 100%. It's like what are what am I supposed to be missing when someone says, "I wish I could have." I've never lived that I shoulda, coulda, woulda life. Never. I'm still here to to do and to make choices. You got a chance, yeah, and you got a choice. And we all have the choice every day. I'm every a broken day. record when I say that. I know, I love it. Like you got a chance, you got a choice. What, what, which one is it? It's, it's. Well, you should be a broken record because people <laughs> need to hear it as much as possible. My five year old legit tells me because I teach her. You gonna get it together? You gonna get it together? You gonna keep crying? And she's, she'll come to me, mom. I got it together. I got it together. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep going. Okay, I'm gonna remember that line right there because <laughs> you can get it together. It's almost which, which choice you're gonna uh, get? You gonna you keep it going crazy over there, or you're gonna get it together? Which one is it? My five year old will tell you that. Ah, uh, it's my son, my daughter. <laughs> same thing. I'm yeah. like enough, 
enough. You can get it you're together. You're good. You want to be in that moment? Be in the moment. But let me know when you're done and I'll come right back to you. I'm going to give you your moment. But, but let me know when you're done. But let me know when you're done. <laughs> oh, no. I let him live right through it. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm just there and there. You got this. Get through it. Get yeah. through that bullshit. This, oh, it's so you think rough. that's the problem? Yeah, it's so okay, rough. no problem. Mm, nice. It's so you're rough. gonna learn. You're right. You're gonna learn. <laughs> All right. So go back now. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask this deeper question about your your brothers, right? Now you said you daddy's your hero, right? Yes. But to them, was daddy their hero? Like, did they have the same relationship you did? If no. not, like, what, like what, what happened there? No, um, I, I believe. I'm, I'm curious yeah, about the dynamic. I here. believe that um, my my family was emotionally insecure mm-hmm. and spiritually broken. Ah. So for me, I've always found my faith in God. Mm. I, I did at an early age, wow. and my dad brought that relationship of of having a relationship with God up to us all the time. But he was also in self-discovery. You know, we went from just being, you know, Islanders, you're Catholic, you're just born into being being Catholic. And then at one point in my life, my dad became a Jehovah Witness wow. and then a Christian and then back to like not doing anything. So there was a lot of inconsistency. Mm. So when I tell you my my strength has solely been because of my dis- self-discovery. I've felt and I've known who I've been since I've had no other choice to discover that. My brothers, I don't think they've realized that. And, you know, it's it's always, it's it's a conversation that we have. Like, why are you so close to dad or mom? Well, my little brother is super close to my mom. He actually still lives with her. Um, and so she has like an ADU, so he's there with her. Yeah. My older brother, he's obviously gone. So it's a matter of just having the conversation with him. And would I say they've ran from their reality i'd say yes i'd say yes and i'd i would say that if when they're listening to this they would also say my sister's right right i'm not always right but i am a very realistic but unrealistic person i yeah. you can't tell me i can't do something be realistic oh that those words won't ever come for me yeah. like i'll never tell you be realistic because i have actually been the grain that has been able to prove that I can do anything. I started this career when my my young my son was six months old and my daughter was three and a half. I started this career when my husband said, go do it, but good luck. So who my husband was, was also the same type of husband. I tell my dad all the time, oh my God, I've married my dad. Because my dad believed in my mom, but he wasn't there to support her. It's the same way for my husband too. He believed in me and he didn't support me though. I always would tell him, look what I'm doing and imagine if you fully supported me. I don't mean financially. Right. I mean like, okay, I know you still want the dishes to be done. No problem, I'll do them at 11 p.m. I know you're still hungry, but you won't eat leftovers. Okay, that's a personal problem. Now it's more of that, okay, how can we balance? So I'm meal prepping Sunday nights. I still do it because it's important to my husband and I can either choose to be really upset that he didn't do it or I can st- try to find time. It's not, it's not, it's not finding time. It's making time, making time. Yeah. It's making time. Yeah. So even when it comes down to, and talking about this, this crazy revelation, my dad and my mom, their relationship, part of the relationship didn't work after almost 30 years, their marriage broke because my dad wanted simplicity. He wanted clothes to be washed and folded and he wanted food to be made. My mom couldn't do that. Mm. She had a chance and she made a choice. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And again, I know my mom and my dad will be proud of me telling the story because it's I'm not unrealistic in the truth. 
I don't need to bend it. Again, because of my upbringing is why I am successful today. And now why wouldn't you do it? I, I think bitterness, mm. anger. Ah, resentment. Resentment, 100%. Yeah. And there is moments where when people say, well, why did you start? And this goes back to your question. How did you become who you are? Why did you start what you did? My original why, because your why should be changing yearly. Some people don't understand that. Mm, My why changes yearly because I've discovered, okay, what's the next priority that I want? My original why when I started back in 2006 was to prove to my husband that I could do it. There you go. I fucking did it. Yeah. Okay. But then when you do it, then what's your next why? I can't keep proving to him that I could do it. My next why was again, just discovering and it's changed over years, right? I can, oh, my children are my why. They should be, they yeah. gotta be fucking fed. Of course. They need a house over their roof over their head, right? But it's beyond. And that's where I find a lot of people, they are living in comfortability. Mm. They are living in complacency. They're like, oh, well, I just showed up. Just showing up is not good enough. Like. That is not, when, when, shit, I want the message when that was good enough. Because I show up every day. I'm tired. Most people. Most people. Are just showing up. Majority of people Majority are just show, showing up. Are just showing up. Because you up. hear it, you people say like, I'm busy. Okay, great. Are you being productive? Yeah, I'm being productive. What'd you do? Well, I did this and that. Okay, you did that. Now, how do you stretch that to actually make sense where you don't have to keep doing it over and over again and you can work on a different task that can make you more money and more t- and give you more time? We are working for freedom. Yeah. We're not working for finances. No. Finances gives you freedom. That's for sure. I pay a lot of people. I employ a lot of people. And that is a beautiful blessing. Because of my choices, I've given chances to other people. And that's not an egotistical thing to say. No. I am employing and changing other people's lives through my choices. I love it. Every single day. And we can, we can dive Because guess down what? This. I can go do it myself. The chances I'm giving to other people, I could choose to take it back. And I'll be just fine. But I'm working for freedom. I have freedom of choice, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. And even coming today, right? I can be here at eight o'clock. Yeah, I could, but my fa- I need to be the one to drop off my children to school. Today was the first time in a many, 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 many months that it wasn't me. Because it's important to my children. Mm. I want them to know that mom said goodbye to them. Because anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. And I would not be able to live with myself if something happened and I didn't say goodbye. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, not to be, totally. no. you know. 100%. It's it's a real thing. It's right? a real thing. It's a real thing. All right, so so now give me um, high school. Mm. Where'd you go to high school? Went to Monta Vista High School. Okay. Played uh, basketball. Went and tried out for softball because my friend was doing it. I made varsity. Made varsity my freshman year, but because my dad was so athletic, yeah. I was, I've was i always been athletic. Yeah. Uh, in order for me to go out to do anything, I had to move bricks from the backyard. I had to shovel dirt to where it needed to go. Our, our house was constantly under construction. It was. Oh my gosh, my dad would never, ever finish a project. <laughs> like ever. It actually gives me anxiety when I think of like, when my husband starts one thing and he doesn't finish it, I'm like, okay, 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 let us let me just explain to you why I don't wanna do that and let me help you through it. No, I got it, no, no, let me just help you through it because it actually gives me PTSD. Growing up, there was always a project. Um, so DIY was never DIY, it was just starting something. It was yeah. never do it yourself and complete it. Um, and in order for me to go out, dishes had to be done, lawn had to be cut, trash was taken out. It's also why I feel like my life is much more balanced than my brothers. 
They mm. didn't want to go out. They were perfectly fine staying home. Oh, they home. were complacent. Yeah, they were. And so they didn't bother with any of that. They didn't have to do anything. It of that was stuff. always me. And it's also why I refuse. And again, judgment all day long. <laughs> I refuse to do dishes and I refuse to do laundry because I did that shit my entire life. And seven years of being domesticated, <laughs> it's okay. But you know what? Now, because of my cho- cho- choices, I have a chance and I employ other people to do that for me. So, <laughs> whatever. All right. So, so, what, all right. <laughs> so, give me, how was high school? How were your teachers? How did you do with authority? Oh. When did you realize that no, you're going to be an entrepreneur? No, I was definitely just a make it, just make it if you can. I was the average student. I, growing up um, in high school, it was, um, you know, play softball. Why? To, to stay busy. I didn't want to be home. Mm. I had a boyfriend early on. Yep. Why? Because he had a vehicle. Like, really. And he had a stable family. I didn't realize until after I got settled into being married that even my high school sweetheart was really kind of a chess move. Like, it got me to school. I He, he fed me. He brought me lunches. Like, he was working. He was buying me breakfast. Like, I was enabled by that. But I don't want to say I worked him because that sounds really mean. Right. But I definitely recognize, like, okay, well, that's where... I could be comfortable. I can be taken care of. So this every, is the first one you're talking about. Yes, from my 13 first one. To 19, you know, from 13 to 19. Yes. And the crazy thing is they work together. My husband and him see each other every day at the same company. Right now? Yeah. And they have for 15 years. Shut up. Yeah, but there's nothing negative because it's not like I like cheated on my yeah, high school right. sweetheart to go to my college sweetheart. It was a breakup and they just coincidentally work together. No way. Yeah. So it's really weird that he walks by my husband's desk and he can see like, married married like the wedding picture and the children but we're good like we're still i don't want to say we're friends but we're colleagues you know yeah. we still follow each well, other well, on, on on social media because he, he proposed to you yeah I was, so how did that not happen okay so because <laughs> this is crazy i did not i was his whole life I didn't want to be his whole life. I want to be a part of his life. Right. I would sneeze JD and there was like tissue. I'd be like, I'm tired and there was a pillow. And I was like, whoa, like this is like, why is this so easy? I'm not, I don't take the easy way out, clearly. Oh, I like gosh. to work. I like the hard part. Typical. I don't know. Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you, every single day I am seeking my feminine energy. I am. I don't want to constantly be the one in control. Okay, laugh it off if you want to. But shit's getting done, okay? Shit is getting done. After you just told me, you get it done, it's on you. Nobody's going to do it better. I am trying. I started with loads of laundry this weekend. You did? Yeah, I did. We got through 12 loads of laundry this weekend. I've had a couple girls on the podcast who, uh, they study this intently, the male and female energy, Mm -hmm. right? It's a thing. It's a thing. It is. It's a big thing. And it's not, it should be. It, absolutely, yes. 100%. And it's about knowing titles, mm-hmm. which is husband, wife, male, female, right? roles, yeah. specialties, strength. It's all along the same stuff. Yes. So if you have two masculine energies going on, you know, you have to work that out a little bit. And and you know what? I didn't get through 19 years and those 19 years were not easy, right? And so um, I always say I don't, I definitely don't want to start all over again because I'm going to have to like really train again. I'm just joking. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> love you, D. Right, um, love you. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's really trying to identify how can I further enhance why I do what I do? How can I further enhance why I feel what I feel? And it comes down to the human design. If you have not heard of the human design and how you can understand who you are and what you do, there is a free app called Human Design that's f- 
Mm. All the elements of who you are, your energy, why you do what you do, how you do it, why you should do it. And when you start to almost kind of um, convince yourself that you shouldn't do that, it's why you should probably look into human design. What's what, what's human design? What is this? It's all about who you are based on your energy, when you were born, what time you were born, like the what elements. What does it do? It talk, you listen to it, or you, it can, yeah, it, it's um, it's a app. Well, I mean, it's a whole thing. Okay, so uh, you're you're gonna go down the rabbit oh, hole. No, I'm just giving you a heads up right now. Great. Okay, so I'll just keep it very surface. I truly believe that we all have to discover our true beings, like who we are 100%. and why we do what we do. And it comes down to really just understanding like our upbringing as a whole. And um, it's not about who you surround yourself with. It's about just your inner strength, your your ability. It just revolves around energy. And that's what I'll give you right now. Interesting. Because if you think about it, they always tell you, you are your the five people you hang out with. Right. That actually could be a very negative thing. Of course. Right? And so you should always strive to want to be in the room where you're the richest. No, you're the poorest. Yeah. You don't want to be the richest in the room. You don't want to be the smartest. You want to be the dumbest. Again, not in a rude way. Right. right? But I'm striving to always be in the room where I can be in a room of sharks, but the ocean's so plentiful. I used to be the shark in a small pond and I had to leave that company because I was like, dude, how come I'm the only one who wants more? Everybody else I felt was like, Z, you're good. You're good. Why do you want to do more? Like, you're good. And I'm like, no, like, because my my blessing, I don't want to betray my blessing. Mm. I don't want to betray my gift. There you go. My gift is to help people discover who they really can be, not who they are, but who they their potential is. I'm really good at bringing people's potential out. I'm really good at being Mama Z. This is why people call me Mama Z. Because it doesn't matter my age. I could be older or younger than you. I'm going to love on you the way that you probably didn't have the love growing up. Yeah. I'm going to be the mom that you needed. Whether you like it or not. And this is why you were put here. A hundred percent. This is why God put you here. And it's why I wasn't taken away in 2018. I had to rediscover that I was betraying a lot of my gifts. Mm. Because other people couldn't believe in me. They couldn't see. I was literally threatening them. And not in a derogatory yeah. way. I was ready to grow and they weren't ready to go that direction. It wasn't until after I said, okay, peace out. I'm going to go do my thing. Guess what? All of a sudden they bloomed and I'm proud of them. Right? Yes. But a lot of my shine brought out some shade. And ladies and gentlemen, listen up here because there's pearls flying right now. Zandra is very special, but she's no more special than you that are listening right yes. now because everybody is has something special inside of them. Why they were put here, the gift that they were God-given, we all have it. The difference with Zandra here is she just chooses to go after it and to maximize it so that she can do good with it, right? Always. Like you've, you, you've, you're honing in on it and it's your mission in life is to make sure that you live this out, this gift that you've been given. JD, I'm sitting here in front of you and I'm, I'm reading your logo. Make yeah. it happen. Make a difference. Make no excuses. And then there's a the lion. You're the lion. I'm the rising phoenix. My bird is a hummingbird. Why? The hummingbird can stay so, so beautiful in its little area, but you see everything yeah. around. It's just yep. The yeah, wings yeah. are flapping, flapping, going, going. I live by slow down to speed up. I am a rising phoenix. I am the the bird that will continue to rise through all the fucking fire that is around me. I'm going to rise through it no matter what. I have a chance and I have a choice. And everybody 
Everybody has a, has a choice and a chance. Everybody. And most people run Everybody. from it. Most people say, oh my yeah. goodness, like poor me. No, poor me. why not you? Yeah. yeah. You, this is your chance to be able to help someone through their story. Right. Every day you have that opportunity to write your story. You decide if it's going to be a comma or a period. I got a lot of commas. I got a lot of dot, dot, dots. Yeah. Right? I love dot, dot, So dots. I have all the tabs open in my brain, and my goal is to open as many tabs as possible, but to close them out and keep opening. Most people just have one tab, one focus, one, like, one eye on the prize. Why is the majority? so many prizes waiting for me. Why does the majority settle? Fear. Like, fear. I let fear lead me, where most people let fear hold them back. Mm. I have found so many people resent fear. And I ask them, why? What are you so scared of? Are you scared of, of, of hearing the no, right? Or are you, are you scared of hearing yourself say no? Which one's worse? Hearing somebody else tell you no or you telling yourself no? Hmm. Listen to that. Say it again. Are you scared of yourself hearing somebody else tell you no or hearing yourself say no? To yourself, it's to typically your potential, to your yourself. Gift, to you're your... limiting your beliefs. You're restricting yourself. You tell yourself, "No one can control me," but yet you let other people control you. Literally, your potential is lacking because somebody along your story told you no, mm. and then you believed them. You believed them. <laughs> That's right. Okay, come on here. Let's. You go. believed them, so you can either believe them or you can believe yourself. I, my belief is beyond anybody else. Like I, I'm barely getting started until Jesus says, come on home. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing is going to stop me. I got bullshit being thrown at me right now. Bullshit. That's not even my story, but because of, you know, those millions of dollars that are just, you know, just coming right in yeah, and falling just, all over me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the target. I am their life insurance right now. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll be reading that story very soon. And by the way, she's saying that because we had a discussion before uh, the, the the talk show today here that all of our team and people think that we're just sitting on mountains of money counting it. That's mm -hmm. all they think. We're they hiking up. They just, they just, they, they don't see all the, the millions going out uh, that were coming in and they're mm -hmm. going out. They don't see that. They think we're just sitting on the mountain counting money. You got to spend money to make money because oh, yeah. that's where the risk is, right? Oh, and yeah. and you know there's tons of rewards and I'm I'm obviously sitting here because of the reward to be able to share my story, but you know, um it's one thing to to hear someone tell their story, it's another thing to listen. Most mm. people don't listen. Most people don't listen. Nope. I got this. Why? Why try to recreate the will? Right. Why try to go after what's easy? It just it feels so much better when you've earned it yourself. Speaking of which, all right, now go back. Mm -hmm. Let's get out of high school. Yeah. Give me your first what you did for work after high school. Where'd you go from there? And then we're going to lead into when you started real estate. <laughs> I got about 2.2 days in college. Just joking. Well, I went to college long enough to meet and crash, you know, meet my husband and crash the wrong course. Um, I was going in for uh, public speaking because I wanted to get better at public speaking and I crashed the wrong course. I went to group communications, which meant I had to meet my husband outside of school, which could have been the worst thing for my then, you know, high school or my uh, high school sweetheart yeah. uh, because that's when I discovered oh man I kind of like this guy shit like if I kind of even like him it means I'm not fully in and I'm either fully in or I'm committed or not committed 
Um, and so we we did college for a few months together. And then um, I've always had a really great career. I've always been in customer service. I've always been able to carry myself in conversations and, and really be the client service. And um, I started at San Diego Gas and Electric and I became an associate supervisor within two years. So when I started at 18, I was 20 and I was telling people how to escalate calls, how to handle it. So imagine being 20 years old and then the rep next to you, your colleague, um, tells you, I don't gotta listen to you, I've been here for 20 years. Mm. And after so many times of that bullshit, I literally one day called my husband and said, I can't handle this anymore. Like, they don't respect me. They're not listening to me. They're asking for my leadership, but they're not accepting of it. My husband at that time got into SDG as well in the Lion Apprenticeship. And um, he was like, I got you. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I got you. You just got your real estate license. I got you. Like, I'll cover the bills. Like, go do your thing. And I quit on the spot. Wow. And it was one of those things. It's kind of like, it's insane that, you know, there was things that led me. To, I was actually, even though I was in um, a leadership position as an associate supervisor, I had gotten in trouble quite a few times from doing my own thing. I was very much like I was in it to do my job, but I also was like doing my thing on the side. Like I wasn't supposed to be on my phone and I was. I was, um, you know, browsing the internet and I got caught. Hazy, if you do it again, you're going to be fired. And so I was actually in a predicament where at that moment, I was just one decision, one bad, immature decision away from being fired, to be very honest. And or I could take in the next opportunity to hear someone tell me to F off and they don't have to listen to me. <laughs> so it was one of those blessings in disguise where, you know, it's kind of like, okay, quit right now before you get fired type of deal. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got my real estate license. That was in 2006. And then guess what happened? The market crashed. crashed. Yep. And so here I quit my job and now I have to try to figure out real estate. Well, Unlike myself, I didn't have a lot of leaders that were like, Hazy, I'll take you on. I'll teach you the ropes. I'll show you how to do this and whatnot. So, you know, um, in quitting the job, in quitting college, we bought our house and we purchased at the height of the market. Um, we bought a house out in Encanto for 489000 three bedroom, one bath, needed to be fully gutted almost $500,000. We put 40 grand into it a year later to find out we were upside down $232,000. Wow. So when I tell you I've lost, I learned, I've earned, I've literally done everything. I've done a short sell to my house. I've sold my house to save my company. I've purchased a property in, a, in an area that I was like, okay, this is not a good investment. So when I'm teaching people through life, it's not because I just know it all. I've actually experienced it. Even at a young age, I owned a home at 21. I got married super early, had my ch children, you know, five years after traveling, I've almost gotten divorced three times in my career, just in 10 years. Yeah. I've had struggles at least three times where, you know, we've had even a separation. And these are things that I'm not scared to talk about because it's the reality. Yeah. You're building a business with somebody who doesn't understand entrepreneurship is the hardest fucking thing you can ever do. Mm. It literally is. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I've always been able to um, lean into God and lean into the faith because if that and my children didn't get me through, I don't know where I would be today. But I know that's all that matters. Um, and so going through all of that, I'm happy to share that, you know, through college and lack of, because I didn't graduate college, um, my husband finished his uh, degree two years ago. So oh, he wow. went back to San Diego State. He got his bachelor's degree. And what did that sh what did that prove to our children? 
Your mom can be an entrepreneur without a college degree and still be very successful. Your dad could go through, you know, a Fortune 500 company that has great benefits and and great opportunities and not finish college and you'll be still go- you'll still be good. But he chose to go back during the hardest building of my career the past five years, which was me building the team uh, because I was solo the first three years. And then I started a team and then obviously we became a top 1% team for the past six years. And we were both building my career and he was building his career. You can't tell me I can't get through anything because of that. And speaking of getting through, how did you get through the when the, the market crashed? It just, you know, um, we we stayed true to our note. We stayed paying our note for two years. And then we realized... So you were 200000 under. 232000 exactly. And that's because it crashed. Yes. And then it, coming out the back end, yep. it was valued. So you went from a, 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 a 1970 home that needed to be fully remodeled, I mean fully gutted, to bringing value to about 515 and within two years it went down all the way to 32 with a fully flipped wow. house we flipped the entire house new kitchen new floors new bathroom because by that time i was pregnant with my first daughter and i was like i am not taking a bath in an old tub and so my husband that was like my mother's day gift um and so through that we then made a, a decision we were true to our note. We were like, okay, we made this commitment. If we're going to buy a house, we're going to pay it. Then it made no sense to keep paying $2,500 right. towards no. a property that was $232,000 right. underwater. We sold it in 2010. Short sold it. Short sold it, yep. And that's what I learned. Ooh, so much opportunity in short sales. There you go. That's what changed my career. I ended up partnering, partnering up with a um, business partner. Her name is Heidi Caffarella. She still does short sales to this day, and she's still my true and only one business partner. When I talk about that, it means... I I have almost 60 agent partners now, but an actual true partnership was with Heidi and she's still my great friend today. We went in different directions as far as her focus and my focus of building out the team um, and to to become national. And um, she and I went in 50-50 with her relationships with the investors, getting the opportunity and we flipped the property together, but I sold every property. I'm the one who took on the listing. I'm the one who did the walkthroughs. I'm the one who filled the calls and did all the open houses. And it was her relationship, but it was my hard work. And that sounds kind of like mean to say that, but we that was our dynamic. You cannot be a creator and an implementer. You just can't. Right. You need to be partnered with someone that can help you either bring out the best and enhance your creativity or enhance your ability to get shit done. Mm. I'm good at both, but I have 100% learned through college and through being a wife, a mom, a daughter, a friend, a business owner, you got to delegate. Yeah. And the reason why my life is so much easier, it's not easy, but it's easier, is because I'm efficient at delegation. I do a red, yellow, green system. And we started talking about this a little bit earlier. Red means only I can do it. Yellow means I can teach someone to do it. They can start it, but it can't be finished without my final blessing. And green means just fucking do it. Just get it done. I don't care how it's being done, but it's being done and it's good enough. If you are not doing something every day to identify how do I move red to yellow, yellow to green, you are going to stay stuck in your busy life. Mm. I'm not being stuck being busy. I'm stuck getting things done. Productive. Like 100%. I mean, complete implementation. I love being able to go to a conference out of state, and I do a lot of that at least six times a year, pay a lot of money, over $100,000 in training and leadership building and whatnot through the coaching that I do. And every time I go, let's say it's a two or three day conference, I am working 24 hours. I go to the conference from eight to five, 
I'll have a little break, you know, from five to seven, but from seven to midnight, I am I am literally doing three non-negotiable things that I just learned that must be done. Mm. Why? I just paid $10,000 to be there. Why am I not making that worthwhile? Most people go and they learn, yeah. right? They hear, but they don't listen. Right. That's the struggle. 100%. Yeah. Right. So, you know, through all of that, you know, I, it's kind of like, you know, you asked me a question. It's like, you know, you were walking me through my life, but you can see this, the framework has been the same. Yeah. It's just doing, for it's sure. making the decision. You know, I can either stay in this relationship and have everything done for me, or I can go to another relationship where nothing's done for me. Actually, I worked really hard to become the wife and, and the mom that I am today because of the partner I didn't have. Mm. Now, 19 years later, it obviously makes sense. But through those, the path of that, oh my goodness, it was it was chaos and craziness. And and so the, um, you said the short sale changed mm-hmm. everything for you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really did. It's like finding the opportunity and like whoa. Because anybody else could have been like the victim. Oh my god, why me? I identified that there was an opportunity. I said, whoa, Heidi, you have all these relationships, but you can't maximize it because you're so busy, caught up in the actual transaction. Well, let me take the relationship. It was a re- it's either relational or transactional. Mm. And I found that balance. Because of my partnership with her, I was able to find that I was really good at maneuvering through taking one opportunity and doing it threefolds. And most people want, you know, in real estate, oh yeah, let me find the investor, let me find the cash deal because I can represent the seller and then represent the buyer right. and then represent the resale. Where people say, oh, those are three transactions in one. Where I'm like, dude, I don't care about having a $2 million sale for that one transaction because it makes me the money. I'm willing to do the work. Yeah, I want to find where I can really dig deep, put my roots in, and continue to sprout from that one opportunity. And that's how I make my decisions every day. How can I make something good of this but make it better? And how can I teach someone to do it for me so we can do it in, in mass? And this is why we have 60 agent partners now. Could I already have 300 partners? Absolutely. Do I want it? No way. No way. Leadership is not easy. Trying to help people discover how to make it happen, how to make a difference, and why not to make excuses. (laughs) Do you think people are saying, sign me up? No. I'm like, take me out. Like tapping out, white flag every day. Yeah. But I don't choose that. 100%. So talk to me when you finally like really pulled the trigger on real estate, which you said was about 10 years ago, right? Yeah, so I, that that's exactly, so I got my license 2006. Yep. I started to use it in 2011, and this is actually a very important part of my story. Yep. I found the agent who helped me through my own short sale. He was like, oh, you have your license? Come work with me. Man, I showed up more to the office than he did. His TC showed me how to do more than I ever thought I knew how to do. She would be like, just sign here, sign here. Never explained. They never taught me how to open a lockbox, how to map my showings, how to identify, how to script, nothing. And God bless them because they helped me become my best version. Mm. But it also proved to me who I didn't want to be and how I did not want to lead. I was being led blindly. I was They were collecting commission off me and I wasn't being taught anything. So from 2011 when I first started that, because I short sold 2010, uh, went into the business 2011, just you know here and there, went into the office two, three times a week. I was there more than he was. And then I said, you know what? literally F this, like, what am I learning? I'm just giving all my leads away, taking very, very minimal splits. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to go have my second baby. So I had my second child in 2012. I did the mom thing for, you know, uh, with two children for about six months. And I literally said, what is my purpose? Like, 
I can't just be spitting out these kids, keeping my house clean, meals being ready. And I had to make four meals every day. Breakfast, lunch would be taken with him. When he came home, that was not dinner. That was a snack in between. And he would not eat leftovers. So I might be talking shit all day long about my husband, but that's who he was. And that's who he's not today. So thank God we got through that. Okay. (laughs) But I did seven years of that. He wouldn't take any leftovers and whatnot. So in 2012, my daughter was three and a half and my son was six months. I literally woke up one day and I was like, fuck this shit. Excuse my language because I love Jesus, okay? But yes. he even said that. I don't want that for you either, Z. <laughs> and I woke up and I said, I'm going to go. I know, sign up for a brokerage. And I never turned back. I went. I was the first one in the last one out every day. I made four hours of phone calls every single day for a year. You want to know what put fire under my ass? Signing up for an office. I had to pay $500 for an office and I didn't have the money. So I was trying to find the money to pay just for the office. I have made decisions financially to make bigger risks because I had I had to pay for it. Yeah, like that's yeah. the whole reason why. So in 2012, I made the decision, okay, have a kid. 2013, went into the business, never turned around. I have not stopped working f- like fluidly every single day and I'm proud of it. I'm so proud of my hustle because within two years, I became the number one agent out of 532 agents solo. And by the second year, I went from six deals to 42 deals individually. By the third year, I said, okay, I've gotten two years down of the solo thing. I've earned my knowledge. I have experience because I had people all the time. Oh, let's partner up. I'm like, no, I have not earned the privilege to be your leader. I needed to learn it my way and I needed to do it right and I need to do it consistently. By my third year, that was in 2016, is when I said, okay, I'm ready to start a team. So it's officially been going on seven years as a team. In the past seven years, we've been top 1%. And you hear a lot of people say, oh, in San Diego, I'm top 1%. Well, <laughs> which MLS are you part of? Like, yeah. which, who, which crowd are you comparing yourself to? And again, I'm going to bring out my pride right now because I'm freaking proud that we have done consistently over $100 million in closings, whether I had five agents or I had 60 agents. The last two years, we've closed over a billion dollars in real estate with 40 agents. A billion with 40. That's insane. Okay. We have, even the past eight weeks, we've consistently closed $10 million of transactions every six days for the past two months. And it's one of the hardest markets. Why? Because we're working. I've never stopped working. working. Yeah. I've never stopped working. But it's we're working on relationships. It's all through relationships. Our closings, our history of success has been relationships. Number one. Number one. Not any referrals, like from, you know, or to me, relationships is referrals, not from just referrals from third party. Right. Home, a, yeah. a Zillow, like leads. Like leads type deal. Yeah. No, no, 90, almost 87% of our deals are SOI. And so talk to me about that. Like, what instilled you to go, the, like, how did you learn the relationship, the, re, the relational equity type of thing mm-hmm. that you're just talking about here? Did you just naturally go into it? Think about it. How do you work more efficiently? You've earned the trust of someone. Mm. Why try to go earn it again with somebody else? Your blessings are in the relationships you already have. Yeah. They love you. They trust you. They know you. People don't. They, they make it way harder than it needs to be. Oh, I don't want to call someone new. Then great. Call someone you know. Oh, I don't want to do that either. Get out now. Yeah. Literally get out. Because I challenge and encourage my team partners. Hey, if you don't want to call strangers, no problem. Most people don't. I don't want to. Right. But you're willing to go door knock. So you're willing to knock on the door and see them face to face, but you're not willing to make the call and tell them to F off and hang up on you. I don't get it. Like, it's just excuses in my mind. So if you can't even call the people who know, love and trust you, do you really feel that somebody who doesn't know, love and trust you is going to earn, you're going to earn their trust? You're going to work three times harder. Right. 
why do that? Excuse me. So it comes down to identifying your strength and why do you not do what you do and why do you do what you do? And it always comes down to there's somebody in a relationship that you could have done better, but you didn't ask for their forgiveness. It always comes down to forgiveness. And this sounds silly. Someone says, well, I don't want to call them. I sold them a house, but I haven't talked to them for a year. Great. So what do you do? Oh, I can't ask them for a referral. Why not? Why not? You're getting in your way. You're literally getting in your way. Hey, JD, Xandra, how are you? Role play with me. Uh, great. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, JD, I know you and I haven't talked probably for a year. I know it's your house anniversary. Just wanted to call and say thank you, but don't worry. I'm not calling to ask you for anything. I've really, really fallen off of my normal routine of showing up. And I know that when you and I were working together, I was super proud to help you, you know, identify one of your biggest blessings, building financial wealth through real estate. And it's been over a year since you and I talked, and I just wanted to ask for your forgiveness. I haven't talked to you for over a year, and we had some great times. We hang up, we hung out with each other for about two months, and I really enjoyed working alongside you. And I'm really trying to find more clients like that. And so I wanted to start with just saying my my sorries. Like I'm sorry that I I failed to keep up a relationship with you, and that's all I wanted. I want to hold myself accountable. I'm going to call ten people I haven't stayed in communication with, and I just want to hold myself accountable. So JD, I wanted to say thank you for being an accountability partner for me. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, and how, how are you doing anyways? Fantastic. That's wonderful. Uh, since I'm on the phone with you now, do you need anything? Uh, yeah, I do. What's that? Uh, I, I, need, I need a broker right now. Oh, yay, look at that. So <laughs> yay, that almost that. never happens. Never- but it's the fact of you got to get out of your way. Yeah. And it typically starts with forgiveness, forgiving yourself mm. or forgiving other people. Because see, what happens is you could go through an entire transaction giving your best and that escrow officer could have messed up at the very end. Yeah. And now you think that they're mad at you. You think your client's mad at you when you forgot to check in in between. Hey, now that we're in the transaction and we got through the inspection, is there anything else I could have done better? If you're not asking how you can be your best version all while still earning their business and having their business, you're failing already. Totally. 100%. So this is why it's important to check in while you actually have their attention. Right. And when you don't have their attention, you need to ask for forgiveness. And, and you have to be at their beck and call, your client, like they need to be able to get a hold of you. How, how far does that go? Like, for me though, like a, I, ha- I set healthy boundaries okay, and I always me. have. Okay. I've had people tell me, just somebody t- two weeks ago, I found you, I Googled San Diego best realtor and I found you, great. Okay, well let's meet. Well, I don't need to meet. And I try to finesse myself through the conversation of understanding his his need, his yeah, motivation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be a problem solver. I'm trying to find your motivation. Yeah. If I can find your motivation, then guess what? When there's problems during trying to problem solve, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know your motivation. So what will end up happening is, hey, JD, you know, you you are a very special client to me, but you're not my own client. I have a gift that I'm, I love to do. I love to help people. I love to be able to problem solve and, and, and to be solution oriented. But I want you to know, not only do I help, you know, with identifying houses for my clients and helping sell for the most possible profit where no money is left on the table. But guess what? My why is my family. So after 6 p.m., if you ever need me, please feel free to text me. I can't guarantee I'll get right back to you as I would normal business hours, but you are a priority, but you're not my only priority. Is that okay? Yes. Perfect. Uh, what time will I receive a text back the next morning? You know what? The crazy thing is, is that I work sometimes as, as late as 2 a.m. So you tell me what's not a good time for me to reach back out to 24/7. you. 24-7. Got it. I don't know. All right. Any. So we're on the same um, understanding that if you need me, I'm going to get to you uh, when I can. And if I need you, I'm going to reach out to you because you gave me the blessing too. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Setting expectations. Yeah. 
up front. Up front. Uh, some guy, he missed my appointment and he was like, um, I, I said, oh, you know, I'm here. It's been 15 minutes. Are you on your way? He goes, oh, I can't meet today. I said, I don't think I'm the partner for you. And he goes, why? You're too busy for me. I said, no, I respect my obligations. You obligated, you asked for my obligation. My obligation was I'm going to show up when you needed me to. I showed up and I'm now an option. Mike, I can't make my obligations an option. So good, best of luck. You know, he called me two days later asking to, for me to sell his house still. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think I took him on? Um, no. I did not. Did you know he what? apologize? He did not apologize. He uh, just said something came up. What if he apologized? A hundred percent. If and I, what ended up happening is the first time around the first missed appointment, understand that I had the conversation with him. Uh, I did have so a it conversation. Happened it happened before. Hey, I completely understand something came up, but see how I work is I like to work with my partners. I like to work with my clients because my clients eventually become my friends. My friends mean a lot to me. And if you don't want that relationship, I understand that. But see, my business is built off of, of my sphere. My business is built off my referrals. So I would love to not just be a transaction with you. I would love to have a relationship with you outside of you just needing me to sell your house. And see, the thing is, is what I didn't talk about is he was absolutely um, unrealistic. Hmm. So he wanted me to discount commissions and he wanted me to sell his house for $100,000 more. And he wanted me to meet when, when he could. It's a partnership. Yeah, I am not charging you based on my value. I'm or, or my my commission because somebody else said it. I have value. Either you're going to understand my value that you're going to pay me said commission. If I gave you three percent more than you wanted, why am I not earning a blessing as well? Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm all about I'm negotiations a hundred percent. But I also know my value. You're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for my experience. And there's nothing worse than a, than basically a no show no call. Oh, I'm not, like and you're then already you want there. Me to discount. And then you want me to give you a hundred thousand more when I've already told you I cannot make someone buy your property. Like I can't. I can show them why. I can't convince them. They're the one who has to live in it. They're the ones who have to pay for it. So if you're telling me that your nosy neighbor is the reason why you're selling, you don't think that nosy neighbor is going to be a very reason why someone doesn't want to move there. That's a, dyna- a dynamic that I can't control. So I try to work within my limits yeah. of control. Okay. So going going back to when you. Um Officially started r- roughly 10 years ago, right? Yes, here's exactly. what I want. Here, July 10 years ago. Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want some stories because mm-hmm. uh, you, you brushed over a couple really quickly of some trials and tribulations that you went through yep. to keep your dream alive, to keep the uh, your team alive, to yep. keep the business alive. What did you sacrifice along the way? You, you had mentioned something like you, something with you either sold your home to keep the business alive. Tell me about some of these yeah. stories of what you've done along the way. Yeah, so first thing is- What you've gone through. Yeah, so remember I was solo from 2013 to 2016. Yep. I wanted to grow. I was training within the brokerage. Before they became hashtag the company's name, I was the hashtag. I was the only agent that was literally owning and running that hashtag for that brokerage. Um, I was faithful there for five and a half years. And because I wanted to grow and it wasn't the right time for them, I needed to be that fish who wasn't, you know, the shark in the pond. I needed to be the shark in the ocean. And that's what I wanted to swim with. Um, so I left that company and I had to fight for all 17 of my partners to come back with me because that broker now made me their competition and which felt very, um, unfair because I had given my entire career, my loyalty to them. And all of a sudden, because I wasn't giving them the answer that they wanted, I had to fight for what I had earned. Mm. And so that was one. So if you want to talk about 
earning the position of trying to identify who you really are. Are people there for you or are they there because of you and they want to use you? Like that was my first like indicator of like, okay, back in 2019, um, I had to make the decision. Do I chunch, do I jump brokerages? And I made that decision to do so. Um, in that I lost a handful of people, which was actually one of my right hands. She decided, oh no, no, I, I don't want to follow you. I'm going to go do my own thing, which all power to her, whatever. Um, I became very aware of the shadows that I was casting when I was completely the, the, the sun, like I was just plethora of light. Um, so that was one, I lost uh, what I thought was a good partner and it was detrimental to me, but it was the biggest blessing for me to identify what type of partnerships I wanted. That was one. Next one was um, when we joined a brokerage, they were all about recruiting and I've identified this. I am not a recruiter. I know I should be, yeah. I should be, but I like to really, I really like to, um, what am I trying to say? I want to know that I have made you feel that I want you to be a part of my um, organization. Valued. Yeah, and I want I want you to feel like, okay, we have relatability, we have commonality, right? We all start in the same place, but what we do in between is where we go. So I really wanna attract you. I don't wanna convince you that, oh, if you come to my team, right. you're gonna get rev share. Well, you only get rev share if that agent's closing, and if the agent's closing, it's probably because they don't have the leadership. So you wanna attract and recruit all these people in a way where you can overpromise and underperform, and now you have all these warriors that are following you, but they have no tools. Mm. So now you just have a heavy ass, you know, following of people who are demanding more of you, but you don't even know what you needed to demand out of yourself. So I switched brokerages within like seven months because I could tell that everyone thought, well, if I recruit people, I get paid. Right. But if they don't train them, oh, no problem, Xandra will. No, I will not. I will not take on every leader. I will not take on every person who tells me they want it for themselves because I've identified if I want it more than you, we're not going to work out. Mm. I, I can't because I'm an empath to the fullest and I will take on my responsibility of leadership to the fullest. And that means that Mama Z will tough love you all day long. And if you don't like it, no problem, right? You're either going to take this leap of faith with me. You're going to be in it fully with me or you're going to be in my way. You get on or you get off. Right. And then um, I, I brokered up with my, um, I guess I can say past because we just recently announced that we yeah. are our own brokerage now mm. um, and um, partnered with somebody who was doing it better than me. Right. And so we went from, you know, being a top team to like being the team. We dominated almost 80 percent of the listings back in 2019, 2020, all through COVID. So in one year, we sold 839 transactions, 580 million dollars in one year between 40 wow. partners. Yeah. And still to this day, I think I'm on my third year and most people are hiding in the shadows of success. I like to show what we do every single month. Most leaders won't prove what they're doing every month. All of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, this is how much I did this year. And I'm thinking, where were you? We can't fluff our numbers. We can't exaggerate numbers because we love public accountability. It holds us true that we don't try to bend the numbers to be a top team. We've completely uh, just accepted <laughs> that everybody's a top team at this point. Yeah. But I am the top team. Everybody's claiming the top team. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's me. I'm proud of it, right? And I, I work alongside with some of the leaders. You've had some of the leaders here already. You've yep. interviewed them. Yep. Um, you know, and it's I'm not comparing myself to anybody. 
they they do their show real well. I do my show real well, but we are all in a freaking circus right now. Yeah. The amount of things that we have to get through, maneuver through, leadership is not easy. And so I commend every leader who is leading a team right now because it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, seeing, tell me about it right now. Like this because time. you know what? The leaders are at the top no matter what. No matter what type of company, there is a pyramid. There's someone always leading from the top. See, the difference with me is, like I said, I lead from pulling up and pulling down. So someone comes up with me. The reality is, is that you got a lot of people who are doing really well or really in survival mold. Mm. I am trying to get every one of my partners to at least close one transaction a month. Because either you have a lot of people doing it really well yep. or doing it not doing it at all. So you end up having a dynamic of like, um, not jealousy, but envy. Mm. Yeah, envy and resentment. Yes, like why Why are they doing so much better than me? Like I, I look better, I feel better, I seem to be better. It's not that. It's the people who are absolutely fully committed to not having excuses that are winning. They continue to show up at their worst to be their best. And again, most people just think I'm showing up. They think that's enough. Yes. And see, I have a an organization on Team Z that it's, we call it um, organized chaos. So of course I'm at top, Mama Z is leading us. No matter what I'm leading us, I'm creating and cultivating new relationships and opportunities. And then you have the leaders. I have what's called squad leaders. And within that middle peer, oh my goodness, those pillars are huge because guess what? They're holding me up on top and they're holding the bottom, the foundation better. We lead from the bottom up. I don't lead from the top down, bottom up. So you have the squad leaders in the middle who all know that they don't wanna be me. They right. love me and they they respect me and they appreciate everything I do. They're my core. And from there, from there, the bottom are the other agents that are kind of still figuring out what they want to do and what they're good at. And they're they're working on their skill set and they're working on their will and their divine power to be determined. That's a its own task, right? Right. And so you have squad leaders who have accountability groups. So I have ten squad leaders and you have five to seven people in each one of them. So guess what? I have this beautiful tree that of branches where I don't have to I don't have to just be the green the greenery, the beautiful leaves and the flowers that are blooming. My roots are set, but my core is strong. You can't break my core. Yeah. My core is filled with people who want it more than me and who love people as much as I do, if not more. And they're all volunteers. I love this. Now What's the last year or two, like right now, talk about the current, hold on real quick. When did you, you said you sold your home to, give me that story. I want to hear this. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I missed that give part. That Sorry. Story. So um, back in 2019, um, I made a decision if I was going to change brokerages, I did. Yep. Well, when you change brokerages, you lose agents. So you lose income and see the reality is, is that as much as you're making, you're spending more. Ah, right, you have okay. to spend money to make money. So at that time, I wasn't actually spending money on leads or anything, but I was bringing on new agents. Well, new agents are not productive, at least the first 90 days, and honestly, the first six months. So as a team leader, you're giving all your time, your energy, your commitment, your will, your skill, all of the above, and hopes and praise that you're gonna get a commission. And so when you're a brand new agent, majority of the time, you're 50-50 for the first three to six deals, where that's where the leader can make really good money. Yes. But if you're not closing, you ain't making nothing, Right. right? So 2019, I decided, okay, I'm gonna fully go in with my brand, I'm gonna fully go in with my signs. I mean, we at one point, we had over 100 signs out at a time. 
Wow. Throughout the throughout the entire county, right? And by signs, you mean like open listing houses. Listing signs. Yeah. No, listing signs. Open listing house signs. Sound. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Ah, Just okay. listing got it, got signs it, itself um, for sale signs. And so long story short, I decided, okay, I'm going to go all fully in with the brand. I'm going to buy leads. I'm going to have all these platforms. At one time, I had $110,000 of platforms every single month provided for the agents. And then you realize they're not going to do it better than you. So I had all these contracts for these systems and the um, platforms to use, and they weren't even maximizing. And it doesn't make me mad. It makes me realize, okay, what could I be doing better? Yeah. And what can I give to my agents that are not going to literally siphon me from my money where it'll be enhancing tools where they can make money and I can make money too. So there came a point where I got down to my last 100,000, right? Um, and I was like, okay, shit, like either I'm going to make it the next three months because my overhead was about 30 grand at that time. Um, it's since doubled and I'm either going to pray that this works, right? Yep. Yes. Or I'm going to make a big decision. And at that time, I had a beautiful house um, in Monarch Ridge Estates in Rancho San Diego. I remember walking by it one day. I was, I was running with my dad and my, my husband. I'm like, I'm going to own a house in there. And my husband was like, what? Those like million dollar houses. And I was like, I'm going to own a house in there. And the time we were renting in between selling, yeah. short selling and, and buying again. Gotcha. Okay. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to own a house in there. Well, two years later, I owned my freaking house in there and I sold enough real estate to put the down payment. We used some of my husband's 401 money. Most people mm. don't know they can use a 401 yes. to buy the house yes. without, you know, penalty. And we bought our house in there. And because I had my real estate license, I was able to negotiate $30,000 down, but I had to buy the house as is. I fully flipped that house. I put over $230,000 into that home. It was a three, 3,500 square foot house, five bedrooms, three and a half bath. I would never do it again. It was the life of me. Three children, by that time I had my third child, three children, a career that was trying to thrive and survive, husband who was going to work and school, three dogs, an HOA to make happy, like, oh my God, I would never do it again. So in 2019, I decided it was either my marriage or I was going to sell my house. So does this take a toll on the marriage then? Oh, 100%. Because you have a 3,500 square foot home and three young children. There's things everywhere. Yeah. And remember, my husband likes everything neat. Yeah. And he likes his food ready and his house clean and his clothing hung. So I had the, to make the choice. I'm going to either put the house in the market and stay sane or yeah or i'm gonna most likely have a failed marriage and i'm gonna keep the house because you know wifey's gonna keep the house i didn't want the house but it was so sad because i had put so much time and effort every dollar that went into the house i didn't finance i told myself whatever money i make i'm gonna put back into the house and i remember that we had just finished our backyard we had a beautiful backyard overlooking um the golf course and i worked so hard for that view to sell the house for sanity. Mm. Wow. I worked so insanely hard to, to earn that house, to then sell it to be mentally stable. And was it just the, 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 the whatever came the with it, the, oh, the pressure? The-, the pressure, the obligations, and the constant nagging. Mm. I was I was never an, I was never enough for the moment. And again, I'm not mad or resentful whatsoever to my husband yeah. because it opened our eyes. It, it was more of like no, like why? Most people want the big shiny, you know, diamonds and the big house, but with all of that comes responsibility. Yes. And I'm not one to fully 100% delegate. I had the house cleaner cool but then you had where the house cleaner would put things away and then you couldn't find it and then you had that nag so it was almost like it was never good enough jd 
right? I know it was that never one. good enough. Um, and so I just felt like, man, like I, one, I had the need to save my business. So I sold our house to keep my business afloat. So I went from a 1,200 square foot um, company to now a 5,000 square foot building. Yep. So I sold my house to grow the business. Yes. And so my partners know the story and yeah. I know that's why they love and respect me even more. I sacrificed my marriage. There's two years of my son's young life I can't remember. Mm. And this is also why I have a little bit of that trauma healing through my young son because I feel really guilty. Through his youngest years, I can't remember them. So when he was like from a year old to almost four, those were my building years. And this is Mm. also why I kind of accept that he's my problem child. He's my challenging child, as I say, because I need to earn his his love back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like there is some type of resentment, like, where's my mom, right? Even though I'm here now, I've identified that. But, you know, we're going to work through it. And um, Interesting. Yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I've identified it. I was, maybe this is why, maybe it's not. Maybe he's just my boy and he's my problem child. But I'm allowing that to enable me to understand that I'm probably going to have to spend a little bit more love time with my middle child. Um, because he's my son and he's my only son. And is he my mom? Is he mama's boy? No. He's, he's not. not. No, no, he's not. He's starting to get there. I think now that he's getting older, he's starting. He's but he's not daddy's boy either. Yeah. He's doing his own thing. I'm telling you, he's my challenging child. <laughs> he does what he wants. The apple surely doesn't fall far from the well, tree. And it's interesting because it doesn't matter what you say along the way. Mm-hmm. It's what your actions were. Yeah, that 100%. can't be, can't be hidden. And yeah. kids feel that, even mm-hmm. though he's probably not realizing what's going on. Yeah, he that's it was a, an action that he saw. Like he didn't get as much attention. Right as maybe he wanted or needed. But it's the fact that you've identified this now. And it's how we do business. It's like with my children, my husband, you know, my relationships, we more than ever, our industry of sales need to get back into the um, actionable items of conversations. Mm. We've been so easy to be like, just text away, you know, just send an email, send whatever. No, I'm about video messages. I love video texts. If I can't jump on the phone call with you, you're still going to see my inflection, my body language. You're going to see me, right? You're going to see I showed up to work. I'm not just at home in bed and, you know, making, collecting all this money and just leading from my bedroom. You know, it's more of the, um, it's how I lead my children now too. Mm. We have more uncomfortable conversations. When you find yourself just taking the easy way out you just walk away i used to walk away right i used to just walk away and now it's it's why are you not fighting for what you really want and fighting doesn't mean to scream fight fighting is effort if you are not trying to find out every single day the people who are in your circle what their love language is you're losing no matter what because you are conveying that the way that they need to be loved and understood is not important the reason why my relationships are strong now more than ever is because I understand what my, what their motivation is. Yeah. Why do they do what they do? So whether it's, and not my, my friends and my family or my client understand that. But my, my dynamic every day is to understand how can I bring the best version out in somebody else because they're making me a better person. Yes. And that's how I run life. I love that. Yeah. Love it. And so keep digging just a little bit more on uh, love, figuring out love language, people around you. Yeah. How important is this? If you're not frustrated daily, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly, right? Because yes. people don't, I mean, I'm told all the time, I wanted to tell you Z, but I was too intimidated. And I tell them, look, your decision is now a reflection of me. 
Your decision is not a reflection of me. Your decision is based on either you are intimidated by me or I intimidate you. And I guarantee you, I am not here to intimidate you. I'm here to make you understand that your best version is still asking and begging for you to come out. Mm. So if I am not making your best version, why are you in my realm? Like, why are you comfortable? Because then I'm just enabling you. Right. And last time I checked, like being comfortable and complacent isn't going to get you paid. And I believe you're doing what you're doing not to live, but to just make a living until you identify that you want to live past living to make a living and you actually want to live and your living is making you, you know, thrive, then I, I can't make it happen for you. I just can't. You know, and I keep looking at your 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 logo here because it's like right. my 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 um, saying is there's no obligation, just an opportunity. There's an oblig- there's no obligation to work with me, but there's an opportunity to identify why you should work with me. It is not about me. This is not the Z show. This is not oh if you don't it's if it's not my way, it's no way. It's you don't have to agree with everything that I do, but you have to understand why I do what I do. If you can understand why I do what I do, then you'll always know that Z comes from the greatest of places. Yes. From your heart. A hundred percent. And it's a, it's, I'm never trying to have to remember who I am. So in, in what I do is, is, is lead people forward is identifying, okay, your love language is super important for you to understand. If you don't know your human design, going back to human design, if you don't know why you do what you do and why you say or don't say what you say, then you don't understand. If you can't identify who you are, how are you going to help somebody else make a decision? And this is not about selling their house. It's about making a decision why they should trust you, work with you, earn your business, and most importantly, just believe that you are the best for them. It's every day. Yeah, absolutely. Why is your spouse your spouse? Why is your friend your friends? Why is your business partner your business partner? How do you identify that you're the best for them and they're the best for you? And we should all be on a, on a journey of self-discovery every minute of every day. Every day. If you are not changing how you do something daily, then you're going to get stuck in the same routine. And routine is good for only so long. Mm. You should change something every day that you say, okay, because I did this a little bit more, I earned my hour of sleep the next day. Sleep. Sleep. Okay. You said your why changes should be changing every year. And yours pretty much does. All all the time. What's your main why, aka driving factor right now? Well, because I am in a situation where I have... um, in 10 years, I've never gone through mediation through my career. I'm now in a personal mediation where someone has personally attacked me and my family and my company mm. upon the decisions they made for themselves, but they're targeting, I guess, the money. Um, my why is to discover my leadership. I haven't ever, as much as I've been leading, yeah. I haven't really discovered, not the victim mentality, but why me has come up quite a bit this mm. year. And I keep telling myself, why not me? I'm going to tell my story. I'm now going to be able to tell a story that wasn't my story to tell, but I'm going to tell my story. And I know that this story, when I'm able to, once it's all settled, I'm going to be able to prove to many people that what they thought they couldn't get through, they blew right through it. And I'm not even on the same level as the challenge. I'm beyond the level of the challenge. And I'm like, why am I even wasting my time, my my fear of, of anything? Why am I giving my attention to something that means nothing to me? And somebody is relying on my nothing to be their something. Mm. I don't take the easy way out. And this person's trying to take the easy way out. 
I'm going to continue to write my story and tell people why the easy way out is the victim mentality all day long. Why I'm not a victim and I am a victor in everything that I do. And you, and you said it right there. The majority and the, and the sadly, the majority of our population is uh, pulling the victim card. Oh yeah. Every minute of yeah. every day. Yes. And it's, and that is just not a realm I'm even willing to consider. Like I don't even, I used to, you know, for the first month I was tossing and turning and I was losing sleep. And then all of a sudden I said, you can't change the way they think. You can't change the way that they think the outcome is going to be, but you can change the outcome. Mm. And I can either settle and they can, I can just take the easy way out. No, I'm good. I'll spend my money. The money that they want, I'll spend the money fighting and I'll prove the, the truth. Literally. And you know, we talked a lot about money during this interview mm-hmm. here. And you have some people that will be like, oh, money, money, money. But money only gives you a platform. Oh, that's it. It's a, just tools. Success and money gives you a platform. Mm-hmm. So Z, Mama Z, because you have um, some good money coming in, you are able, you have this platform to help people get, you know, find the best version of themselves, right? Yes. If you didn't have that, you'd, you're not, like you said, you have no help to anybody. I would just be honestly on the shr- the struggle train alongside with them. Yeah. Just kind of choo-chooing along. No, I mean, I, again, I'm not money motivated, but I was able to go away for nine days and my company ran itself. That's what I work for. Okay. I had so, quality time with my mom and my brother, the time that I didn't have with wow. them growing up. That's priceless to me. You didn't get on a laptop one time. Uh, no, and I'll tell you why. There was no reception. There was no reception, but I wanted to. <laughs> I know you did. Oh, I, I know it you was, did. Okay, so just so you know, I if you go you on a cruise, that sh- that internet shit don't work, and it was okay. the anxiety life of me. I mean, I couldn't even bring up emails, so it was a choice that I didn't wish I had to deal with. But um, because I love to create, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a better creator than I am an implementer. I've identified that. Uh, my my leadership team always says, "Oh my God, Xander, like you're so talented." When someone says something to you, all these like little things happen in my brain. I'm like, "Oh, then how about this?" Like every time, Z, every time, I'm a creator. I am absolutely right brain creator. And that was rough with no with no reception. That is an understatement. Under- rough is not the word. It was bullshit. It was debauchery. <laughs> it was like the worst thing that could have happened to me, but it needed to happen. So yes, it happened yeah. for a reason. It did. It did. When so. you came back into cell phone range, were you just like, just, oh, you have no idea. Yes, I, I was did. like, this is life. When each time we port, we went to a port, I could do it. And I just uploaded a picture because I will tell you, I live my life through social media, not to prove what I'm doing every day, but yeah. to measure my growth. Mm. I love when I have a time hop. 10 years ago, this day, this happened. Seven years, yeah. three years. Yeah. I live through time hop. I love looking forward to time hop. So it's telling my story because I can't remember every day. And as we get older, we don't yeah, remember yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So I am unlocking these um, core memories through social media because I decided to stay consistent with my posting and sharing my story to myself where people think, oh, you're just showing off. Hell no. Yeah. I want to know where I was and where I was going because I never thought I would be here today. It's exactly what my wife and I do with our, because mm-hmm. we post our entire life on social media. Yeah. Not only to inspire yeah. others, like, hey, this is possible. This type of marriage is possible. This type of life yeah. is possible, but to time hop. And, you know, this past year for me has been very difficult. It really has. I've been like, you know, well, is, is somebody following me? And now they're going to use this against me. So I actually on purpose, mm. haven't been posting and just came to my realization yesterday. I said, fuck this. Excuse my language. I said, you know what? I am lim- living in a limited belief because I believe someone's going to try to use my life against me. That's not going to happen. Nope. So I told myself, actually, it's on my my schedule for tomorrow. I'm going to post my last 
core memories from the past six months because I've had some really beautiful ones that I have not been able to share because I was too worried someone's going to use against me that I'm still living my life and that they haven't actually (laughs) affected me whatsoever in a sense of, no, you know what? Let's do this. Yes. We're going to play this game. Screw it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's land the plane here. Give give our watchers and listeners, you know what? Let's let's talk since you're a, a powerhouse um, mama bear, mama queen bee, yeah. uh, mama Z, um, the women watching yep. that are just, they just haven't locked into who they are, mm-hmm. haven't strived for anything extraordinary. They're complacent. They've realized, oh, this is just my life. I'm just here. I'm just here to do this or that. Inspire them. Give them something to get, step out of their thing and go for it. Can you give me something here? I can. And I'm going to read it because right, I, I, I wanted to make sure I had a takeaway here that yes. I believe in and I didn't want to miss it or mess it up. Okay. Perfect. One of the hardest things for most people to do is to find the courage to just be. Just be yourself, just be in the moment, just be real, just be okay with whatever is happening. And to be you authentically, it's like no matter what, someone's going to criticize you. So in me sharing my strength through my struggle, it's so important to, to remain authentic to you. Because we get so caught up in what everybody else is doing. You hear people say, oh, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, just stay looking forward. Sometimes looking forward, there's nothing to look forward to. Mm. And so unless you find why you you understand what's happening to you, be unwavering, uh, unwavering in your values. Understand why you do what you do and how you do it. Be unflustered by others' opinion of you. Be real. These are things I write down in the the middle of the night. Be genuine. And you hear it constantly. Like, what does it really mean to be genuine? It means to be unapologetic. Be absolutely so true to being authentic and to be in the moment to, to understand despite what criticism you face, whether you're giving the own criticism to yourself or from other people, choose to be you. Choose to be understanding that you are beautiful the way you are. You are amazing at who you can be because nobody else can be you. And I know that these are constant things that people will say and it's motivating. This shit doesn't motivate me. This mm. inspires me to be my best version. Yes. That's it. It's like I, I stumble across things I randomly write down from the years before and I literally question myself, Z, why were you feeling that way? Why were you thinking that? And I'll tell you, it's always because of the person beside you. If you're not reevaluating who you're allowing to literally determine who you are and who you're supposed to be, it could be detrimental. It's 100%. You need to continue to partner yourself up. And I'm not talking about just the, the relationship of spouse and partner and intimacy. I'm talking about mental intimacy. I am able to conquer what I do because no one can get through this, which is my mind. Mm. I have conquered my mind and my discipline in accepting you got a chance and you got a choice. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Pronounce your last name, Zandra. Ujoa. Ujoa. Zandra Ujoa. Team Z Realty. If you need or want the baddest ass (laughs) Queen Bee, Mama Z, representing hit us up dm all our information is going to be on her post uh zandra i can't thank you enough 
This has been fire right here. I loved how you ended that. That's exactly what I wanted for our listeners to be inspired. So thank you so much for sharing your very valuable time with me. JD, thank you. I'm here because you are the real deal. Aw, thank you so much. Real deal talk. That's a wrap. Let's go. Uh.